and welcome everyone to another Dynasty Spin Doctors podcast. Uh, I am your host, Chris Pang, with my co-host, Solo Londano, and you can find us at, on Twitter at the Dynasty, Dynasty Spin Doctors, and you can find me at Dynasty Pangs, and Solo at the Dynasty Dawn. How are you doing, Solo? Doing well, man. Good to be back. Awesome. Yeah, it's it's off season. We're back. We're ready to hit it. We've got some uh, fun topics for the episode today. You know, we've got some uh, uh, discussions on some off-season things to address as a league. You know, some votes, some changes, and other topics. And then we've got some uh, potential trade ideas later in the show that we're going to talk about. Um, You know, uh, we've, we've come up with some of our trade ideas for players that might be of interest to you uh and we're gonna kind of discuss those you know if uh uh you know if you don't like one of my trades maybe you find a way to fix it and uh, i'll try to do the same as well so uh without further ado let's hop in it's dynasty off season um i know a lot of people uh in some of the older leagues i'm glad we we haven't really faced it this year we're kind of active but, you know, some of the, the other leagues that I've been in, uh, you know, I'm hitting people up with trades and they're like, dude, the season just ended. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you, you've gotten that response from a few people, but, uh, you know. Uh, no, not really. I mean, I, I haven't really gotten actually a lot of people uh, to take any mm-hmm. trades recently, but I have been sending them off. Um, you know, and that's just my probably you know I, that, that we, we have you know transitioned from in-season fantasy to off-season fantasy you know so we're we're ready to you know try to make tweets tweaks to our teams and mm-hmm. as you should you know if you want to continue to be you know at the top of yeah. your fantasy leagues so you know we we what there's no no too early you know maybe mm-hmm. you just need to come back around with these guys later when they're ready to make trades to you with you um, but I'm sure there are some people out there that are already sort of ready. You know, the problem is that people people rely a lot on, I think, um, analysis from the the quote unquote analysts, fantasy mm. analysts. You, you know, and, and a lot of them have not made the transition yet to giving you advice about what to look for for next year mm-hmm. so you know it, but that's starting to happen i know that the, the footballers guys just you know did their top 24 players for 2021 mm-hmm. um yesterday or the day before i think so i think it, and others have started to do that as well so you're gonna start seeing that and i have already started seeing people using that that advice to uh, do their own rankings and started you know getting into uh, startups already yeah um, i'm and, personally on one are you have you joined any recently i told myself i wasn't gonna um i am joining a a new league i'm adding it on i don't think i've uh, uh i don't think i'm downsizing so i think uh, after this I, I know i say it every year but after this i'm i'm tapped out <laughs> <laughs> you know if if a league folds it folds but uh you know i i think this is this is the sweet spot. I think uh, there's there's real uh, truth in people saying you know it, once you join too many or you hit that threshold, you kind of lose that like feeling of this is my team. I can micromanage it. I can watch the waiver sure. wire, and you kind of sure. see the waiver wire uh, 
<laughs> kind yeah. of slip by. I think one of the big things that we'll uh, maybe talk about a little bit later, um, this last season, I missed out on uh, James Robinson and uh, Miles Gaskin in most of my leagues because, you know, honestly, I was in too many and I wasn't watching the waiver wire. It's, it's my mm-hmm. own fault, and, you know, I kind of take ownership of that. Um, but switching gears back a little bit, uh, yeah, I'm kind of the opposite. I think one, this is a really good time for people that, you know, just missed the playoffs or thought they were contenders or whatnot. Um, they're sitting there and they've got a chip on their shoulder. I've got a big one right now, uh, in many leagues. Um, (laughs) and I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, okay, what do I got to tweak to make my team better? Um, but We'll be talking about that a little bit later in the episode. Right now, we're talking about tweaking your league to make it better experience for everybody. And I think right. that's something that's going to be fun. Um, yeah. Before, before we get into into it, um, because we, we mentioned this last, last episode, um, I think we talked about how many of our leagues we made the playoffs in and, and mm-hmm. how many of them we made the finals in um <laughs> did you have any championships to your name this year or now i nope COVID took me out injuries took me out uh the closest i got was third in two leagues i believe mm. got yeah. a hammy hammy <laughs> injury it took you out yep i see <laughs> I, I i uh I, what did i do i i um one one league that I co-managed with um, one of my best friends, mm-hmm. and that's a high stakes league that we play in. So I'm, it was, that was nice, which we uh, we ended up actually cashing the maximum amount that you can cash in that league, which is which does a payout based on um, winner of the its division because um, it's a fourteen team league mm-hmm. uh, winner it's a, a winner of its division uh, top scoring uh, team in the, during regular season um, and then also uh, you know number one seed and uh, champion obviously and we got all of those oh, so man. there's no more <laughs> we didn't leave it we didn't leave a, leave a penny at the table this year which was nice <laughs> um, but uh, other than that I I, I got three second places and um, nice a few a few thirds and fourths but um not any other championships besides yeah. that one. i will say one thing in my local league um i feel like i won and the reason i say this is because well it's dynasty even when you're losing you're winning kind of thing um my team was a massive contender and i got taken out by injuries pretty much season ending for majority of my team uh i ended up with the 102 and i won the consolation bracket so i get the extra pick at the end of the second round in that league and i'm one of the top contenders (laughs) so i feel like that was a win for me this season and that's why i'm really excited for this off season yeah yeah, well, you just kind of you gotta hang on to those um, uh, pivots, right? I mean, now now you know which teams that you have um, can you you need to do a full rebuild, and you know which teams mm-hmm. you need to, you know, just kind of add a few more pieces to push for a championship in. So now's the time to you know uh, change the face of your teams. Exactly. So, 
Yeah. But let's talk about leagues now. <clears throat> All right. Why don't you start us off with uh, um, the first one? I think that's a pretty obvious one. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, week, what is it? Week, yeah, week 17 elimination or two-week championship game elimination. Um, since I introduced it, why don't you tell us, Chris, what your thoughts are on that one? Yeah, so <laughs> week 17 needs to go away um and that is gonna change next year um so that is something i will bring up a little bit later uh but you never want to have your games or your champion your championship or part of your championship on that week 17 when people rest their players i've seen it constantly i was in a league actually this year that um you know, this is what we kind of get for not paying attention to the constitution of the league. Uh, but there was a two-week championship game, and one of the champion or one of the teams in the champion game uh, had majority of the players sat and basically mm. lost because of that. Oh my god, that's <laughs> terrible! Yeah, so uh, I can't believe that. I think it needs to be eliminated. I think this is one that we both kind of agree on, right? Like, there there should be no league. If you're in a, a league that has a Week 17 championship, uh, it's time to either put it up to a vote or jump ship personally. Well, the thing for me is, I'm mean, and you mentioned it, you know, the Week 17. We shouldn't call it the Week 17 mm-hmm. uh, elimination. We should call it um, um, last week of the regular season yep i guess elimination because the the week in which the teams are not going to be likely st- you know starting their uh, playing their starters mm-hmm. so it just that's the reason why nobody plays in leagues nobody wants to play in leagues with week 17 mm-hmm. so um 100% i think we 100% agree on that yeah. um now the two week championship game um I, I, I mean, I don't know enough because I haven't played in, in many leagues. I think I've played maybe once in mm-hmm. a league that did that, and frankly, I don't, I don't, I don't, don't quite remember the experience. So, okay. um, yeah, I, have... I don't want to advocate in favor or against, but that's like I certainly feel strongly against mm-hmm. uh, week seventeen or the last week of regular season. Yeah. So I've been in uh I think I was in a redraft last year that had a two week championship game and they had it originally on week sixteen and week seventeen. Um I convinced them to move it up so it was week thirteen, week fourteen, and then fifteen and sixteen were the championship games. Uh, not bad. And that worked out pretty good um if you're gonna if you're absolutely set on a two-week championship elimination kind of round uh Mm. that's the way i would go um but let's talk about the elephant in the room uh the expansion next year i think uh a lot of people are gonna say hey well now we're in the expansion so let's keep week 17 that makes sense don't miss what we're saying on the semantics of everything what we're saying basically is don't play into that extra game at the end where people are resting their players. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah and that's, as I said, it's, it's, it's all about, you know, if, 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 if teams 
already know wh where they're falling on the playoffs, you know, which half of them will and half of them won't, you know. So th the last week of the regular season is largely meaningless to a lot of teams, and that's not the, the best, you know, scenario for fantasy production for any of the guys that you should be on your roster, right? So mm -hmm. um, if anybody's wondering why, that's why. So, yeah. Um, anyway, enough about that. Yeah. Next. All right, so the next topic we've got here is trades. This is something that's big in a lot of leagues. Um, just kind of diving into it. Um, a lot of and we our... should mention, sorry, did we mention that these are basically ideas that either you might want to bring up in, mm -hmm. in your leagues or that might, ideas that other league mates might have uh, already suggested? in your leagues or will be coming up for a vote mm -hmm. in your league so we, we're, we're trying to give you information to arm you with talking points when it comes to that time you know either in favor or against at least as far as our opinion is concerned so mm -hmm. go ahead sorry yeah uh so trades um one of the big things that we like to focus on and there's a lot of different options i know that uh two of these we're pretty big on um is Trades, we believe, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm speaking for both of us on this. Uh, we strongly believe in instant trades because of the fact that if you're accepting a trade, uh, it's two consenting people, it goes through automatically. That way you can, it's done, it's a done deal, you're not waiting. Um, and the other part of that is getting rid of vetoes and getting in the whole point of that delay is for vetoes most of the time. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I think. Yeah, uh, I, I, you do. You do. I think I'm, I think we agree on, on that. So that's going to be another sort of boring one where, mm -hmm. um, I am in the more trades, the more fun, the more, the better. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's far as I'm concerned. It, and I think when we're playing, you know, fantasy football at a level that most of, of the guy the, the most of us are playing in you know which is you know uh we're putting putting you know some money is involved here mm -hmm. um for the most part you, you kind of expect people to, to have their best interest in mind and to be and for the commissioner to be able to see you know anything that's going on that's improper and outside of that you know, nobody knows what a good trade is and what yeah. it, and, and isn't. You know, we, we, we claim we know, you know, and we'll, 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 we'll make our opinion known and we'll judge people <laughs> mm -hmm. on, on good or bad trades. Um, but in the end, nobody knows. Yeah. And the, 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 the worst <laughs> trades a year later could look genius. Mm -hmm. Like you know? we had one this, uh, this year even, I'll bring it up. It was in our Debbie League. Um, I traded Kareem Hunt for Justin Jefferson in a fifth uh, in a Devi league. And people were scoffing at that. <laughs> when, uh, when was this? Was this, this was the before the season even started. Oh, yeah, yeah so people were... Like, oh, rookie for Kareem Hunt, that's, that's you know, silly, yeah. right? Because Justin Jefferson at that point, I think folks, you know, what was he going like? Early second, mid second? Mm -hmm. Um, in rookie drafts, yeah, right? especially in super flex, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. We're always talking super flex here, mm -hmm. so 
Yeah, and, you know, that one turned around really fast. Uh, it, it was an amazing deal. Um, I have flipped them recently, but we won't get into that. That's a whole nother thing. Um, right. But I think one thing that kind of goes with the no vetoes is you should have some kind of um, clause or something in your uh, league constitution that says when a commissioner or group of people can kind of step in and say, hey, yeah, that's really a collusion, or we need to undo that trade for some reason or another. Mm -hmm. um, in my leagues, I like to have, and this is just my own uh, that I'm a commissioner of, I like to have a rules council where I'm floating rules before they're voted uh, to them, and they are part of the uh, trade analyst uh team where they they take a look and you know if someone needs to recuse themselves uh the rest of the group plus the commissioner can sit down and say hey is this collusion or is it not and you know we make our decision and go on um i don't think we've ever had to rule on anything but it's there in case we need to um i think the only case that we've kind of <clears throat> questioned something was a father-son trade that um, they were just trading back and forth consistently, and it seemed a little mm. one-sided. That's a little shady, yeah. <laughs> Weird situation there. Yep. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I'm, it just kind of depends on what kind of commissioner you are. You mm -hmm. know, I, I am I'm sort of a, 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 a dictator, um, sort, of, sort of an authoritarian in terms of being a commissioner and, and, and as far as the rules are concerned. So mm -hmm. uh, I try to... I try to develop relationships with my uh the, the league members the, mm -hmm. the leagues that i that i'm commissioner of um so that you know they trust my judgment and i can um you know continue to gain their trust by the decisions that i make during the season and off season you know when stuff comes up yeah. um and and um sometimes you you know i run into a you know a situation or two where where somebody doesn't like what I'm doing, but they're so few and far between that, mm -hmm. you know, for the most part, they take care of themselves, you know, and, and, and but, but that doesn't mean that, you know, your idea doesn't, uh, isn't the right way to do it. You know, it's just that there's no right way to do it. Exactly. And it just kind of depends what kind of commissioner mm -hmm. you are. Yeah. Um, I like to take some of the pressure off so that, Hey, it's a group of people. And then the rest of the league kind of has a buy-in. But it's right. it's whoever's choice, you know. Whatever happens, you know. Some commissioners they're the sole leader of the group, and then others say, "Hey, you know, I need accountability." And right. so it works out. Uh, one last thing I want to say on trades before or talk about before we move on from trades is uh, we did this experimentally in one league. Um, <clears throat> it came into effect once this year, um, but we got rid of the trade deadline entirely in our dynasty league. Uh, and that was an interesting one because, uh, you know, we had a long discussion as the league saying, well, what happens if someone tries to buy the championship through buying players? And we said, great. You know what? If you're trying to buy a player as a champion and you're buying it from someone, that person should be making you pay through their nose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> This yeah. is a, this is a good this is a good um um this is a good uh argument and a good issue to have a discussion about because mm -hmm. I've personally been 
um, somebody whose opinion has um, uh, changed on mm -hmm. this. Um, I started off somebody like you the, was as the, what you just described, no trade deadline, um, and let it be, you know. Mm -hmm. and, and if somebody wants to sell the farm to, so be it, right? Yeah. But you know, me personally, my opinion and the and what I've what I've what, what I have in all my leagues, uh, which I find to be you know fairly balanced and 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 honestly quite common mm -hmm. um i think that what i do now is what most people uh, seem to do um is to have, to have that trade deadline be the the last after the last game is played yeah, of the, the regular, regular season. season right um and and you know i think when known in advance it gives the teams that are headed to, to the playoffs enough time to mm -hmm. um make the changes they need to uh before they head to the playoffs mm -hmm. um without getting in a situation where you know because what i what, what i've seen happen is there's been a couple of times where the the the, 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 the it was so obvious that the person um was was in in, in some ways just kind of being you know uh, uh not nice word about yeah. it you know what i mean <laughs> yeah they're and, being and, that and, jerk and, yeah, and and, and, in, and in those situations, you don't want to have, in my opinion, where where everybody in the league, eleven other guys, uh, have to suffer the the consequences of one guy being a jerk and mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and and you know a whole season is ruined because of it. Yeah. Um. So that's my personal opinion is that, um, that's what I do in my leagues. Um. But but I again, my my opinion on this has evolved because that was very much in, on your. On your camp of the no trade deadline camp and right now um yeah last last game of the regular season is what i do mm -hmm. yeah I, th I think it just kind of varies uh we did experience a trade that was like ooh, that's going to tip the scales a little bit but uh you know the other owners should be making trades too uh and mm -hmm. then when kamara scores 50 points in the championship game uh yeah it's it's pretty much <laughs> hard to come back from in general so uh that trade really didn't matter at all either way um <laughs> uh, so the next one what do we got next we've got um yeah because we were just talking about it, i think you mentioned that the the constitution right or some some people call it bylaws right mm -hmm. you know what, whether you have a constitution or a bylaws for your uh, league, um, the leagues that you run, right? Do, mm -hmm. do you have one on yours? Oh, uh, yeah. I, or... I, I made sure that every league that I'm a commissioner in or every league that I'm joining has some kind of uh, constitution. Uh, I think we were in one league where there was no constitution. We quickly left that league because it got a little sour. Um, mm -hmm. But I found that Anytime some kind of argument pops up or any kind of uh, what would seem like a league-ending argument, because let's face it, there are arguments that basically uh, people get so divided on they could potentially just half the group could leave. Mm -hmm. um, I think that a league constitution sets it in a black and white. And when you join, especially in my leagues, I say, do you agree to the constitution? If they say mm -hmm. yes, anytime they have any kind of question or be like, well, what's this? I go, hey, 
read the Constitution. What does it say about that? Well, it says this. And I was like, okay, there's your answer. <laughs> and it solves so many issues. Um, All right. You know, having these rules for trades in there, having your scoring system in there, having uh, positional information in there, having the process of how are my picks chosen for the year, you know, because some people say, oh, well, we're going to use the final tournament for placing, and some say, hey, we're going to use regular season scoring for the bottom six. Uh, so it just kind of depends how you have it. As long as you have it in the league constitution, I think you're going to avoid a lot of fights, and that's the best part about it. Yeah, I, I think uh, you know we're on the same page on this one too because I have uh, pinned on every single you know uh, one of my leagues or... You know, I, I think right now mo all the leagues that I'm commissioner of are mm -hmm. on sleeper, and that you can just pin the the dock to yeah. to the page. Um, but in other leagues, I would make sure that it was either emailed or uh, you know the the link, the mm -hmm. Google Drive link was shared on a text message or something like that. So so everybody has it and and knows ahead of time. Um, you know, and 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 as you said, just takes away all the drama from mm -hmm. any kind of situation that comes up and that's what you don't want you don't don't want drama so yeah. um it's it's not even one of these things that uh should your league have one or not it's like your league should have one mm -hmm. okay and, and if you don't have one you should be asking your commissioner for one yes yeah. so. or even better let write one up and get the league to vote on it if so, if your commissioner wait. doesn't want to do it Say, hey, if I write this up and everyone votes on it and it's unanimous, can we put this in effect? And mm -hmm. you know, obviously, don't Completely. be a, don't be a jerk and try to like sneak stuff in there. Uh, right. Be legit. You know, I've uh, I've been one hundred percent transparent on all of my constitutions. I basically they're all cookie cutter. I copy and paste them for every league, uh, changing the scoring accordingly and the positions. Mm -hmm. Um, right. but I think one of the biggest things that you should have if you're going to write a constitution is, uh, communication information. And this is something that a lot of leagues don't have, but I really like, uh, I'll at least put my email, my phone number in the constitution on the constitution if I'm the commissioner, <clears throat> but honestly exchanging phone numbers or emails or whatever kind of communication device you guys choose in the constitution is really really beneficial yeah 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 pick it yeah definitely you know at the, to the level that you're comfortable doing on that you know yeah. whether you're yeah. willing to share your your mobile number or not right yeah so obviously if it's strangers and it's year one maybe not but <laughs> if you trust the league and whatnot uh you know start with an email and work your way up yeah just start an email address for fantasy right exactly yeah. All right. Our next one, uh, uh, discussions on uh, point scoring, uh, you know, different types of things. Uh, you know, you've tried your league standard for a couple of years. Have you tried switching to point, uh, you know, half PPR? Have you tried mm -hmm. going full PPR? Have you mm -hmm. tried the new hotness of tiered PPR? Um, and then, you know, we get into the positional uh premium leagues like the tight end premium or what we like to play is super flex with tight end premium most of the time um and so uh you know this is a great thing to bring up to your league in the off season 
Um, I think that it's something that you should bring up if you're looking to spice it up. I know Standard has... I don't know of too, too many leagues that play in Standard anymore. Um, I think most are at least half-point PPR, if not full PPR. It's the, it's, it's the old-school ones, man. Like, yeah. The ones that, that have been around for for a while. Mm-hmm. Like that league that I told you about that my friend and I um, won this mm-hmm. year. That's like the 12th year of this league. <laughs> and we only... This is only our second year playing because we took up took over uh, a position uh-huh. and came like became open um so but those are the leagues in my opinion i, I rarely see people like willingly join the standard league mm-hmm. anymore right um but but the point being and, and and this i think is is touchy because i i, I don't you know obviously in the off season you can bring this up as a as an idea but mm-hmm. really frankly it should be just decided before the league yeah. starts because a lot of you know the rankings completely change mm-hmm. uh based on if you're going especially if you're going from standard to to full to ppr full ppr yeah. and, and and if you spend then you add a, a tight end premium or something like that to it yeah nick um, chubb drops in value you know uh Derek Henry probably stays about where he is. <laughs> um, well, yeah, it, it, some players become uh, rosterable, mm-hmm. uh, it, it, whereas uh, in other settings they wouldn't. Yeah. You know, a, P, a full PPR league with a tight end premium. You know, somebody like Evan Ingram is definitely startable. Mm-hmm. You know, who cares if he only got, you know, uh, who cares if he only got thirty-five yards on his seven targets. You know, yeah, <laughs> he got he got seven catches. Yeah, okay, that's in itself a bunch of points right there. Um, and so so it makes you just you, you know you kind of have to to exploit uh, the 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 strengths or or the not the strengths the the bonuses of these leagues and and try to find um, you know uh, opportunities of where, where you can be more efficient than your than your 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 adversaries and you know and and, and it wears you know in a, in in a tie in a in a league that I'm in right now, uh, somebody like Evan Ingram is 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 a great pick because everybody's low on him, and you know as a tight end too in a league that has you know a tight end premium like he's a great pick that mm-hmm. you can get late, um, you know in, in double digit rounds sometimes, yeah. um, on a startup, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, but but yeah, I definitely agree that that you should try to experience different levels mm-hmm. of leagues, and then uh, uh, it adds the different com- you know complexity to these to 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 fantasy altogether. And uh, I, I'm in one at least one of every type, mm-hmm. you know, half, full, tight end, premium. I'm, I'm in one league now that does um, bonus for first downs. And it has a uh, bonus per carry, too. So it gives a little bit of bonus to running backs in general. So it's a little bit interesting. So um, all of these things makes fantasy more fun. So Yeah, exactly. I think one of the biggest things you can do is if your league decides they want to go this route, it needs to either be, um, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but I feel personally it needs to be either unanimous or... Um, or a three-fourths vote from the league to mm-hmm. move into a situation like this. 
And uh, it kind of ties in with our next topic a little bit. Um, I think if you are going to switch to uh, a different type of PPR or a positional premium league, uh, you schedule that out a a year or two from from the voting of it to prepare. Yeah, (laughs) ideally a year out, I think, is you say, like, listen, we're going to give it a year, and then in a year we're going to make the change so that you have at least, you know, one draft to Mm -hmm. prepare for it. That's what I would um, definitely recommend. That's a great idea. Yeah, and so uh, hopping into that next uh, topic, which is positional changes, you know, adding a different position or a skill position to it, um, you know, tying into this very similarly, you want to have that same kind of vote uh, mentality of it. But um, I really love the, hey, guys, we're going to vote on this. This is why I think we should vote on it. What do you think? I give the opposition a chance to talk about it. Um, <clears throat> and then we put it to a vote. But one of the biggest things that we decide, um, and this was one that we did in our local league, is we're moving to super flex from single QB. We said, uh, hey, we're going super flex. We'd like to vote on it. If we do pass this vote, it will not go into effect until the start of 2023. So you have <clears throat> three years to uh, completely prepare and get ready for super flex. Mm-hmm. And the league was totally fine with that, you know. Yeah, I think adding another flex position you could get away with potentially um, without waiting a year, you know, because it's a flex. It's dynasty. Everybody's got <coughs> extra pieces. You know, the rich will um, <laughs> inevitably like not be as f- affected as much, but. Um, you know, something like adding a flex, I don't foresee a lot of issues being added. Yeah, no, and I think this 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 idea of doing a year or two or three years out really solves a lot of problems that you could not. It kind of takes away a lot of the opposition that you find. Um, you know, redraft is something different, you know, but we're talking about di- uh, dynasty here, mm-hmm. so. Um, so yeah, I, I agree, and, and I'm 100%. I mean, in favor of uh, Superflex. Um, I, I, I I do play in uh, two QB leagues as well, mm-hmm. um, uh, which I find to be to 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 have some. There are some differences between obviously between two QB and Superflex. You know, you mm-hmm. need to get a little more creative in two QB leagues, especially if you're if it's a 14 team league. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, so I, I again, again, recommend everybody try everything, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then and then and, and see what you like, and, and uh, you know, uh, that's that's when I think fantasy becomes the most fun. The only one that that I haven't tried yet, I believe, is um, is uh, IDP. Yeah, uh, I think you have. Yeah, so, uh, it's uh, actually I'm not gonna lie, it's probably one of my favorites right now. Uh, just nice the dynamics of it um cool i call it my chaos league because it's a super flex tight end premium tiered ppr league with idp in it <laughs> wow okay yeah it, it's it's pure chaos and shout out to the chaos league if you're in it uh it's a fun league good time <laughs> yeah next? all right uh next one we got league dues increases and decreases 
Um, you know, this comes up very often. Uh, you'd be surprised how often as a commissioner, you're at least, we're getting whispered, hey, do you think we can increase this by like 5 or $10? Or, hey man, uh, money's a little tight. Any chance you can lower the, the dues? <laughs> and so we, we get hit up both ways. Uh, and it, it is something that comes up, and I figured we should probably talk about it, you know, whether or not you want to implement it or anything like that. Um but I know you and I have very strong differing opinions on this. I'd like to hear yours first before I just uh, throw mine out there. Oh, I don't, do we? I, I didn't even I didn't know mm-hmm. that we did. I, I mean, I, you, uh, you, you, maybe you know my opinion on this, but mm-hmm. um, I, I mean, I'm of the belief that if the league decides to vote to increase it or decrease it, then so be it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, to me, honestly... Uh, I believe it's something that the commissioner should absolutely, uh, in the end, should have a, a veto power over because, in the end, it is you are the one running the league and doing all the work. So, if you, if you don't if you don't want it to be, you know, if they decided, oh, let's make this a free league, and you don't want to, you know, waste your time on a free league, then you should be able to be like, okay, well, well one of you guys run it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so uh, or the other way around too. You know, if the league decides, you know, they want to go from, you know, twenty five bucks to a hundred bucks, and you're like, whoa, wait a second, you know, I don't know what I want to, I don't want to do that. You know, yeah, uh, you want to have control over that. But outside of that, mm-hmm. you know, I think give. I'm a big, big fan of giving your league, you know, power over these things, mm-hmm. and um, n- not necessarily being. Uh, and, and I and I do think this is one of the, these decisions that should take you know sixty six percent or seventy five percent of the vote mm. of your league in order to pass. Yeah, and that's where we differ. Um, my thought process is it has to be unanimous. And oh, I see. One of the reason I say it has to be unanimous is everyone in my leagues, at least every league that has a constitution. Everyone has agreed to it. Everyone's financial situation is different, and we can't begin to kind of necessarily understand where everyone's coming from in life. You know, that's mm-hmm. one of the things. So they may not be comfortable with giving their reason of why they don't want to do an increase or a decrease, you know, that kind of situation. Everyone right. has already agreed on the Constitution. So I feel that if you're changing it in that drastic of a way that's affecting people's mm-hmm. money and their wallets, it needs right. to be 100%. And everyone yeah. needs to be on board. I, I guess, I guess if, I, if I've been in that league, like I have been in leagues that have increased. You know, I, I don't think mm-hmm. I've ever been in leagues that have de- decreased, actually. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I have been in leagues that have increased. They're usually like... You know, we're going from like twenty bucks to twenty-five bucks, or mm-hmm. something like that. Um, and, and that's after like two years, or mm-hmm. something like that. And, and so, so uh, never really, uh, never really seen you know uh, passionate opposition or mm-hmm. anything like that. And as you said, maybe they they don't feel comfortable yeah. <laughs> saying that. Be, you know, who the who the hell is is comfortable saying like, hey guys, I'm broke. I don't want to spend the extra five bucks to be on this league. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so, which is uncomfortable and, and we should all be, you know, uh, you know, aware of situations like that, you know? So, um, but, but I'm also one of those guys that believes that, you know, if you're, uh, uh, 
uh, you know, if you're if you're that broke, you should really be spending money playing fantasy football. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. You know, if you can't spend to, to you know after two years to increase five bucks on a fantasy football league mm-hmm. that costs twenty bucks, like I don't know that you should be playing fantasy football. You know, yeah. um, but 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 that's another story. You know, altogether. Yeah. Um, it, 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 it's it's one of those things. I think if you were increasing the league fees, like fourfold or something like that then 100 mm-hmm. percent, i would be like no wait wait like we, everybody has to agree to this yeah and i wouldn't be surprised that half the league drops you know like because mm-hmm. who does that right yeah. I'm, I, I don't know if anybody that does that so um but i agree with you you know in general that that you'd want to make sure that everybody feels comfortable with this uh and at least comfortable telling you no in one way or another, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and I think the the other part to keep in mind, too, is your league may be discussing an increase. There's people out there that are in a bunch of leagues. If all of them say, hey, let's increase by five, ten bucks, mm-hmm. that's exponential, and that hurts. Right, that's a hundred bucks. Yeah, and so I, I've seen that. I have had people ask me to decrease it before, which is kind of weird. Um, I've huh. had someone actually ask me to make a league free, and I said, no, you can orphan your team and I'll find somebody else. Right. Uh, <laughs> and that was very interesting. That was a... Um, that got heated fast. <laughs> sure, of course. I mean, but I mean, what else do you expect? You, you Exactly. I mean, yeah. That's why you have the Constitution, so... Exactly. Um, yeah, so I think... Uh, you know, it just kind of, it depends, but I'm very strong in the unanimous camp there. Cool. Yeah. That's uh, to, to w- where we differ, but uh, with the spirit of what I said, you know, everybody needs to feel comfortable and let's not, you know, mm-hmm. uh, we're all here to have fun. So. Yeah, exactly. Alrighty. Uh, so the next one we've got here, this one we can talk really fast. Uh, I think this is one we all agree on is scheduling draft dates as commissioners. We hate it when people are flaky. Um, I know online it's very easy if you're a slow draft league. Um, but I'm in quite a few leagues that like to do their drafts live. Uh, via voice chat or in person, mm-hmm. um, and scheduling is a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine. So um, one one of the things that I think every league should do is at this time of the year you should be saying, guys, open your calendars. What day works in the May June July area? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Yeah, give a big, big window mm-hmm. uh, for folks to find a time that works for them if you're in a league that does that. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm a big fan of doing the slow drafts online mm-hmm. because that's where, especially in, in the age of uh, of, of, of the, the plague, um, that's a lot easy. you know, what everybody is, will be, feel more comfortable doing, you mm-hmm. know. So um, that's... Uh, I think we should what we should mention probably here is what would be our uh, recommendation for mm-hmm. people because um, we are starting to come up on on uh, startup draft season. I know that I'm already in one and uh, 
I'm already scheduling another one mm -hmm. uh, for 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 in a in a month or two. So, um, what are your recommendations for folks that are thinking like, oh, I want to get into a startup? You know, obviously, some people really are just kind of like, mm -hmm. you know, I just want to do one now. You know, yeah. I get it. You know, you're just kind of in the mood and you want to get into it and you just do it. You know, but oh, let's let's be honest. Like, I I just got into one and didn't have the, I didn't have the control over when it started otherwise it probably wouldn't have started when it did but it did mm -hmm. start just a couple of days ago um that that's not ideal you know you don't know where some of these players are going yeah you know got free, got free agency, free agency come, coming <laughs> up right so what's your advice yeah so uh startups i definitely agree like i like that <sighs> I almost like it right after the uh, the rookie draft, the NFL, the NFL draft personally, because mm. it adds a lot of complexity. And I'm a huge proponent of if you're doing a startup and you've done your studying, it's fun to throw in uh, rookies in the draft and kind of see where people go. Um, mm -hmm. And you're going to see that when scheduling your draft dates, those that um, study rookies really well are going to say, hey, let's uh, let's do it in like uh, late May or early, early June uh, because they've got the leg up on the studying and whatnot. You know, th the only thing they're waiting on is the landing spot. And you'll see that the ones that haven't really been studying are like, hey, let's do it like late July, August. Um, <laughs> so it just kind mm -hmm. of varies. Uh, but I think that ideal time is like <sighs> a week after the, the NFL draft personally. Uh, if you had to, had to do one, um, I would say like early, I would say right after free agency kind of, uh, gets wrapped up. So like, was that end of April ish, mm -hmm. um, right before the draft? So, um, no, yeah. it's like, like, what is it like three weeks before the draft or, or is it? Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's like April 18 or something like that. I want to say, um, I think what, I think the way that I, um, uh, that I looked at it when I looked at it earlier for the league that I'm, I put together is that they're going to be about a month apart. Mm -hmm. The March 17, um, sorry. Yeah, the 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 startup draft and the rookie draft will be about you know a month apart, mm -hmm. at least at least a month apart, right? Because um, yeah, I mean, again, I think I agree with you. Ideally, you already know where these rookies are landing, regardless of whether or not you want to do rookie drafts separately from um, the veterans, mm -hmm. right? If you want to do rookies and veterans together in yeah. the startup draft, that's fine. Um, there, there are others uh, like me who like to do uh, the more drafts, the better. I'm a huge fan of drafts, so um, I like rookie drafts. You know, so I, mm -hmm. uh, I actually enjoy the process of you know going through a, a whole new draft of rookies. Mm -hmm. You know, so uh, but 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 the point being that you know it's not even about where. Um, the rookies themselves it's about what that them what their the addition of those rookies mm -hmm. uh, does to the situations that already existed in these teams 
yeah. you know um and, and, that, and that's something that you won't the information that you won't have when you're doing a startup draft for veterans say you know at the end of free agency you know, mm-hmm. which is what what I recommend right now. Uh, what I recommend right now is if you're if you're just dying to do one right now, like try to wait, try to wait until free agency is over, so you have at least that much information. Um, if you can't wait, you can't wait, and you do one right now. And we're actually going to be doing a uh, uh, a mock draft for our next episode, like a startup mock draft for our next episode, aren't we? At least a, a certain number of rounds. I'm not sure. Um, uh, but, but the uh, uh, that that's that's what I would recommend is doing startup uh, either um, after the NFL draft, as you said, or after a free agency period, um, and then doing the rookie drafts, certainly after the NFL draft. Um, and then basically, as you said, you know, the sooner... Uh, you know the, the, the when you do it depends on you know how comfortable your big mates are mm-hmm. with uh, the rookie dra- the rookie class you know yeah so, yeah you and I would be ready like day after the NFL draft May, maybe you, usually you need like a day or two to process it <laughs> but um, yeah like it it depends various people are you know they have I, I actually like I actually like at least like a week. You know the mm-hmm. process. Yeah, you gotta stew over. There's so much. There's so much information, man. A day or two is just not even enough. You know. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. Anyway. So moving um, on. What's next? Yeah, moving on to the next one. I don't think this one needs a lot of explanation. No. <laughs> this is a great time to bring up removing kickers and defenses from your leagues. If you haven't already done it, it's it's a good thing. It's just a random position that's really just gonna throw wrenches and things. Um. We've I've done it in all my leagues. Uh, the only kind of defensive thing that I'm really dealing with now is IDP, which is fun, um, mm-hmm. and it's its own cup of tea. <laughs> but uh, honestly, just remove them. I I, I think yeah. the, the only time I've actually uh, cared about kickers or D recently was uh, at our work league for redraft um we do a theme each year a different kind of setup almost uh so to speak and so this year's theme is old school so we're bringing back kickers and defenses uh and it's single qb league so uh that's the only thing thing in time that i would kind of advocate for something like that if you want to purposely old school kind of league feel so I'm here's where I'm at on on this. Okay, the, I think I've hit the sweet spot. Is I I have I see I don't I don't want to see kickers or D, DST anywhere near Dynasty. Okay, mm-hmm. now in redraft I think 100% all of my redraft leagues I like having kickers and DST because of the fact that I don't have play with kickers and DST in my dynasty leagues. Mm-hmm. Like, as you said, it's like, it feels like old school to me. Yeah. Like my redraft leagues are the ones that feel old school to me. Um, and, and, and I recommend them in all 
redraft leagues. That's how, kind of how I feel mm-hmm. um, it, personally. Uh, but I totally understand people that are just like, no, I'm done with kickers and DSD altogether. No, 100%, I was with you. That's something else that my opinion has changed on. It's just that yeah. uh, I, I do like it on redraft leagues, but this is a dynasty podcast. So exactly. get, get it out of here. Yeah, get it out of here. <laughs> All right, the next one that we've got is taxi squads how does your league handle them do you have them uh i know again you and i strongly disagree on how we do it um i'll quickly correct me if i'm wrong and i'll I'll just kind of explain how you do it and then versus how i do it real fast Mm -hmm. um because we want to get to the trades pretty soon here because that's yes the fun part um taxi squads in your leagues taxi squads are any rookies that you draft plus leftover rookies that you can throw in to your taxi squad uh, after the draft? After the draft, before the season begins, yeah. yes. Yeah. So how I do it for my league and my leagues is uh, taxi squads can only have drafted rookies, and mm-hmm. once they are activated, they cannot be put back on there. And... Um, well, that's true of mine as well. Yeah. And if you... Uh, so And they can stay on there for two years, up to two years. Um, mm-hmm. I also like Unlimited Taxi Squad because what that does is that allows you to um, trade and blow up your team truly for pure picks. Um, and... You're not able to just, oh, hey, I'm going to grab whoever off of the waiver wire. Your taxi squad is then based off of only drafted players. Yeah. So what you're saying is that in your league, um, if somebody wants to do a full rebuild, um, they can go out there and they can get a bunch of picks. Yes. Okay. And those picks can then turn into rookies who you can then keep on this unlimited taxi squad. Um, Correct. Uh, but you can only put players who you drafted in the taxi squad. Correct. If someone else Um, drafted him and traded mm -hmm. them and they were still on their taxi squad, they're still taxi squad eligible. I have seen it once where someone was a jerk and they activated a player right before they traded him. (laughs) No, that's not cool. Yeah. That's that's not cool at all. Yeah. Um, Well, so, so... Right, so the the big difference, obviously, between yours and mine is that um, I do have a limited number of taxi squad, which is actually my the, the the number of taxi slots that I have in my leagues is corresponds to the number of rounds in the rookie draft that we have mm-hmm. every year. So if you have five rounds, I do five taxi squad slots. If you have four rounds, I do four, and so on. Yeah. Um, so so uh, and and for me, it is. You know, I, I do allow people to fill those slots regardless of whether they drafted them or if they picked them off the waiver wire after the rookie draft before the draft, before the season begins, right? Yeah. It should be very clear to every two. Both of us agree that once the season starts, that's it. You can't add anybody to the taxi squad and you, it wants you promote somebody to the regular roster, they can't go back, yeah. right? So... Uh, the big difference here, obviously, being is that, you know, what impact does your strategy have on the bench, right? Yeah, because so... for me, 
for me and then I'll, let me let me tell you what i think and then i'll just let you you know have the final word right mm -hmm. is that for me the 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 if you're going to commit to a full rebuild um then i think part of that commitment is that room on your bench mm -hmm. okay like i don't think you should be able to keep a bunch of dart throws on your bench okay that are not um you know that, that are just veterans right on your on your bench mm -hmm. and have like let's say 10 rookies the year after that you get to fill you know this unlimited number of so so you have like all of a sudden you have just 10 more players in your roster than um than everybody else does or something like that right mm -hmm. in my opinion if you commit to a full rebuild part of that commitment part of that cost of that commitment is the room in your regular bench that's going to be taken up by all of the rookies that you draft that are above and beyond the number of taxi slots that are allowed in that league right so mm -hmm. that's how i feel and i give you the final word yeah so one of the reasons for the expanded taxi squad is let's face it sometimes rebuilds take more than one year and so having two years worth of taxi squad or more um so on sleeper the max we can have is 12 so i just well, play with hold, the system hold on really quick so that way you can focus on exactly what we're talking about like whether it's one year or two years like doesn't matter to me because some leagues like it's probably like half and half mm -hmm. the leagues that i'm in and i largely allow the league to decide whether they want to do it one year or two years that to me that doesn't matter like i don't care yeah. about that i don't have no. i don't have a preference the that. reason the reason the one to two years to rebuild matters is uh having the space for two years worth of draft picks on your taxi squad so that you're still right. kind of rebuilding you're getting it going you shouldn't punish someone to buy pick, allowing them to blow up their team completely to buy picks the other aspect of it is let's face it wide receivers take two to three years to generally pop off lately we've been really super lucky we've had a lot of rookies that have just shined right off the bat uh, a la uh, Justin Jefferson, uh, Debo Samuel, uh, Terry McLaurin, uh, those types of players. You know, they've been phenomenal for rookies. Um, and it's been the quarterbacks, man. It's been the quarterbacks that have taken yeah, longer. That's been like your Jared Stidhams and your Jacob Eason's that you don't know what to do with. Exactly. You know? And being forced to take them off of your taxi squad because you don't have room and you really have just this limited bench room, it kind of punishes you and it's counterintuitive of kind of allowing people the freedom to really tear down their team and build it back up. Uh, and they're not filling their taxi with just random players that they picked off the waiver wires. These right. are ones that they picked up picks and they intentionally acquired. And that's why yeah. I think it's really valuable. Um, I was in, I'm was i in a league where uh, this guy had all his QBs injured and he had Justin Herbert. And he hit me up and he said, do I have to uh, activate Justin Herbert? And I said, nope, he's on your taxi squad. If you don't want to activate him, you don't have to. Just pick any QB and put him in your roster slot. Mm-hmm. That's my mentality of it is, um, you know, 
taxi they should not be punished you should be able to rebuild with the picks that you have yeah so i think you know and and, and i said you got the last word and you do because i'm not disagreeing with you here is that i would um you know regardless of whether or not i agree with you that you know they should they should not be punished mm -hmm. um with bench slots for making that full rebuild mm -hmm. um you know you have gone about it the right way in terms of like making sure that they don't can't just put players from you know the waiver wire on the taxi squad you know they have to you know have drafted those players so mm -hmm. uh, if you're gonna go about it you know you, you should go about it the way that that you recommend for sure so cool so uh that's what we've got for our dynasty offseason topics that you can bring to your league hopefully uh these have been helpful if not uh at least a conversation starter for uh some ideas that can happen in your league with that let's move into some trade ideas that we have we're going to be talking about players that we're targeting what about it will take to buy them um uh, we'll take turns kind of giving some ideas and, uh, we'll say, you know, Hey, does that kind of hit the mark of like, will that get the, the job done most of the time? Um, you know, we're going to name some specific players, but, uh, we obviously know that not everybody has these particular players and they're searching for these perfect scenarios. Um, uh, this is where you can plug and play just kind of some similar players if you, uh, if you want so uh with that uh solo you got a trade for me what what you got uh and then if you got a situation around the team on why this is a good trade feel free to share that mm -hmm. well i mean a lot of i mean i think uh you know this early after the the, the season mm -hmm. regular season is over we're making decisions based on you know what we've just seen out of a regular season out of these guys um mm -hmm uh and and you know right now is an opportunity i think to try to um cash not cash in but sort of um like the perception of these guys is going to be cooked over the next couple of months um and then when like rookie draft time comes and like when it's time to for regular season to start you know in a, in a, you know you know six months or whatever yeah it's um, gonna change it, it that those perceptions are already going to be like well established whereas right now the the, the position of these players uh compared to where they were a year ago uh in a startup for example are, are sometimes drastically different and you want to try to take advantage of those differences now before i think your league mates figure it out mm -hmm. you know what i mean like that's that's where i'm at right now in terms of what kind of trades I'm trying to do, and that's probably the type of um, advice that I'm going to try to give here. So with that, you know, one one player that I am heavily targeting in a lot of leagues is Stefan Diggs. Mm -hmm. Okay, I think you know most people know that Stefan Diggs had a an incredible season, but mm -hmm. I think that there is a uh, the the, the perception uh, perception of Stefan Diggs being a wide receiver one now um, has not been fully realized in the fantasy community yet. Okay, and folks, I don't think realize that um, like how early in a in a uh, startup draft Diggs is going now. You know, they don't realize that he's going like right after people like Hopkins and AJ Brown. 
okay like he's whereas before he was you know uh in the keenan allen you mm -hmm. know tier before that mm -hmm. right so, so you want to try to take in my opinion take advantage of that um mm -hmm. and and do it soon because i think pretty soon Diggs is going to be in that territory where you just can't buy him anymore after the type of season that he had mm -hmm. um and i'm and, and you know we're still in the middle of playoffs you know we don't know what else he's going to show here with josh allen in mm -hmm. the last couple of uh couple of games yeah and i've seen a few uh i've seen a few where he they're saying uh <laughs> bills go to the the super bowl on that you know that'd be crazy if they did but who knows <laughs> yeah i mean i i i put a little bit of money on on the bills winning the super bowl because the odds were great and, and i believe in the bills i mean <laughs> uh, the startup that i'm in right now um i have the stack I have the Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs stack. Nice. Um, I think they're going to have a great um, next couple of years mm -hmm. together. So, um, so I don't what? See any weaknesses? What are you paying for Stefan Diggs? Right. So let's talk about that. Right. Like right now, Diggs ADP, as I said, is rising from that Tina Keenan Allen tier past the sort of DJ Moore calvin ridley tier and going again to that like aj brown deandre hopkins um tier okay the 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 way that we're 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 looking at these as far as i'm concerned at wide receiver tiers right now is you've got like Devonte adams um the dk metcalf tyree hill and maybe justin jefferson mm -hmm. up there like at the very top um, and then you have another tier after that of like DeAndre Hopkins, AJ Brown, Stefan Diggs, Michael Thomas. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like in, in no particular order, those guys yeah. are in no particular order. Right. Um, and he's in that tier. Okay. He's not in the tier below that. Mm -hmm. like if you can get, um, like, I'll tell you one, tr one trade that I just pulled off to give you an idea on the value. Like I just pulled Cooper cup and the 108 and the rookie 108 mm -hmm. for stefan diggs okay where i think I, what i received was somebody who should have been more in the tier of like alan robinson mm -hmm. um uh, you know and then i got instead of stefan diggs yeah okay um because i took advantage of the fact that the the t that this person that i'm doing the trade with it hasn't cooked it hasn't realized to them yet like that the stefan diggs is a wide receiver one mm -hmm. like it's going to take some time for people to realize that so take yeah. advantage of it. i think it's the inconsistency that really kind of um made it that way for people um you know before this year right? yeah before this year and so that's right. that's just kind of where people are at um totally. yeah so you basically consolidated into a uh you know, a clear wide receiver one. He was wide receiver two on the year in uh, PPR, or sorry, wide receiver three in three. PPR and standard. Um, and uh, you know, I I think as a contender, this one hundred percent makes sense. If you're doing a rebuild, you're getting a very valuable piece in Cooper Cup, and then mm -hmm. you're getting a stab at the next gen wide receiver. Totally. And yeah. So, no. This is not I a. Think a, this a, makes a sense. 
Yeah, this is why the kind of trade that doesn't make your the the other guy feels like he got, you know, mm -hmm. uh, taken advantage of by any means. Yeah. You know, as you said, you're getting you know Cooper Cup was a wide receiver too. Yeah. Last year. So you know. Yeah, I think I think I would I would do that if I was rebuilding and you were approaching me for Stephon Diggs. You know, a twenty-seven-year-old wide receiver. I think that makes sense. Uh, mm -hmm. the, and then the next thing I would do is I'd take Cooper Cup and I'd try to flip him as fast as I could for another pick. Totally. Yeah. So. Yeah, if you can turn Stephon Diggs into a, a, a first, and it, like, who knows, man? You might be able to find somebody who will give you. Um, you know, another first for Cooper Cup. Mm -hmm. And then you just turn Stefan Diggs into two first-round picks. You yeah. Know? <laughs> Which, that, that's nice. That's great. Yeah, value. especially this year with the wide receivers that are coming out. I think it's going to be really nice. So, so this is the kind so, of, the, the kind of, the kind of uh, you know, trade that you can take advantage of. Because let's talk about it the other way around, right? Let's say you're the, you're the Stefan Diggs owner. And you're, uh, you're trying to, like, what do I do with Diggs now? I'm no longer a contender, as mm -hmm. you said. Would you do it for a cup? Like, okay, yeah, let's, like we'll do it for a cup. But that's not what you want to be trying to do. I think. Yeah, you want to try to be swinging. I think uh, uh, two first round picks for yeah. digs. Right or, now. or what, what you I could think. do is like, uh, hey, give me uh, your first and second, and uh, like a Denzel Mims, maybe. You think that gets mm -hmm. it done? Yeah, but that, but but realize that that's the kind of level that you that the digs is at now. And that's mm -hmm. what you should expect. I think is the kind of like. Two first round picks for Diggs is, is, is what you should ask for. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I like that. I've got a very similar one as well. Um, same kind of line. Um, you know, this is a team that's a contender uh, trying to consolidate their uh, running back into a more uh, uh, higher caliber one. Uh, I've got trying to acquire. Uh, Dalvin Cook for David Montgomery in a mid to late first, so like that uh, 105 to 109 range kind of thing. Um, you think that gets it done? So it's David David Montgomery plus the 109 plus the 105 to the 109. It could be anywhere. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I think if you're trying to take advantage of that uh, uh, the hype that David Montgomery has created for himself uh, this this last uh, few weeks, um, you should, mm -hmm. uh, and and that would be enough to get somebody to sell you Dalvin Cook. Um, so if you're if you're contending, you mean like if that, that's something you would want to yeah. do. Definitely. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and I think that makes sense, too. Well, you know, uh, I that's a real situation I actually got a verbal commitment on. I'm just deciding whether I want to go through with it because, you know, that mid, if you're in a, if you're in a, a uh, super flex league and it's a QB needy league uh, and another running back could potentially fall, um, you know, I'm hearing rumors now, Najee Harris is passing up ETN for some people, you know, there's some other sleeper running backs coming out. So it's just mm -hmm. kind of, uh, you know, what do you do right in that spot? So I think that's a really valuable pick and heck, maybe you turn that David Montgomery in, uh, like a Tylen Wallace or a Rondell Moore or something like that. No, I think you can get better than that. Yeah. Um, uh, for, for for David Montgomery. Yeah. Um, so, what do you got in your next trade? Because we uh, we'll keep it going pretty fast here. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I've been, you know, I and, and this is this was a I wanted to pair these two up because these are the two trades that I brought mm-hmm. uh, to you today, and because it's it's uh, my my uh, my theme for for this week, which is that um, I bet on the Bills and I and I believe the Bills could win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. My other trade offers that have gone out in every single one of my leagues has been for Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, that's another one you know to to you know to follow on the trend of what i said before you know it's to nobody's surprise the climb that josh allen has made in everybody's adp um Mm -hmm. take advantage of it before it gets cooked Mm -hmm. um he's going qb2 qb3 in startups right now so realize that before you 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 know get try to get them now before it's too late um and uh a couple of the trades that I have um, uh, been discussing and seen, um, actually done my research here and seen uh, done in other leagues mm-hmm. are, um, I must hold, oh, sorry, hold on, let me pull it up. Yeah. I've seen Dak Prescott mm-hmm. plus a first round pick. Okay. Okay. Um, Power and I want to go, but but I don't. I want to. I want to tell you a couple of them, and, t- and you tell me what you think of these, right? Okay. I've seen Dak Prescott and a first round pick. Yeah, is okay. that early first or late first? Mid first. Okay. Um, I have seen straight up, um, Justin Herbert for Josh Allen. Okay. Okay. And then I have seen um, the Russell Wilson. Plus a first-round pick for Josh Allen. Tell me what you think about those three. <laughs> gotcha. Um, so I like. I'm kind of weird. I think I'd almost. I'd rather go with the Russell Wilson in the first. Uh, if it's around the same area as the Dak Prescott in the first. Um, if the Dak Prescott was a little earlier, I'd probably do that. I'd probably do those two just because. You know, if it's a non-Devy league, you're looking at, you know, potentially Fields or Zach Wilson falling to you. Um, or another QB, potentially. Uh, so you could turn that into, that Josh Allen into two QBs. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the idea, right? Yeah. Is that you're, you're turning Josh Allen and both the Dak and Russell Wilson trade into two possible QBs. And if not, you know, a high tier running back or mm-hmm. wide receiver right yeah um so it, it, so in what situation do i think like uh, i i believe uh, like i'm i'm uh, of the belief that i'm some out on the seahawks okay so i'm a big mm-hmm. fan of the the russell wilson trade yeah. okay um i i am not a big fan of the dak prescott trade because i do believe in the you know that Dak Prescott is going to come back strong and it's going to be, you know, climb everybody's ADP rank again mm-hmm. next year. Um, you know, the one that really kind of has me super interested is that straight up for Justin Herbert um, mm-hmm. trade. Yeah, I don't, know? I don't know. I, I'm not sold on that. I think that to me was the weakest one. It's on so it's it's it, I can't tell you how many it, it's the hype whether the hype but he he put up the numbers too though man like mm-hmm. 
he put up really impressive numbers and and uh, you know if, uh, what you have seen lately is yeah. this like year two and year three breakout of these quarterbacks okay mm-hmm. like in like lamar jackson kyler murray josh allen um and before that it was like carson wentz and deshaun watson right mm-hmm. and um i mean justin herbert if he if, if he does better next year than he did this year what are we talking about here we're talking about you know herbert being you know top three you know dynasty qb mm-hmm. right that's 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 where he ends up falling right so yeah it's, um, i still feel i feel weird i think you're gonna Josh Allen has already kind of proved it, so you're taking a proven deal mm-hmm. and swapping it for potential upside. Uh, it's so rare for QB. I mean, he's still going to fit in. He's going to get better. He, he, he'll he get more comfortable in the position, but Josh Allen has already proven it, and the other aspect is... Josh Allen's arm and arm strength and and how far he can throw the ball, give mm-hmm. that to me any day. Plus his mobility over Justin Herbert. So do you? So in what situation do you take the Russell Wilson plus the first um, trade if uh, if you have Josh Allen? It would have to be at least a mid. I wouldn't go late first. I think mm-hmm. that'd be the case for both of them. It'd have to be a bare minimum mid. Like, the stopping point is probably five or six. Gotcha. So that's what that's where I'm. At. That's where I think you know most with the advice that I that that I'm trying to give to people to tonight is that uh, Josh Allen is is like QB two, QB three mm-hmm. right now in ADP, um, and your league mates don't necessarily realize that yet. Yeah. So try to take advantage of that. Yeah. So moving on to my next one. Uh, this is for a QB kind of hungry team uh, targeting uh, another kind of under the radar QB, uh, Ryan Tannehill. Um, and I have that it could probably get done with either a second and Mike Evans or a first, a mid first, and either. Uh, Robert Tanyan or Robbie Anderson? Oh man, that's uh, like my head is spinning. Like those are like <laughs> four different positions. Like I mean, easy for you when I gave it all. I know. But okay, so uh, let's take. So a let's time. let's take first a yeah. first one is Ryan Tannehill for a second and Mike Evans. Would you do that for a second and Mike Evans? Um, Sorry, I'm taking my time here because I'm trying to think. You know, Mike Kevin's situation. I don't. I. I, I wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, what if it was an early second? What if it was an early what? An, an early second with Mike Evans. I don't think I would do it for less than a first in Mike Evans. Okay. That's my personal opinion because I just I, I'm still of the belief that Mike Evans, um, has value. Mm-hmm. Right, and it's not because I think a lot of people have written off Mike Evans as being the the, the one in, in yeah. Tampa. Um, I'm not one of those people, um, but I think you can st- you know you can still get that value of him being mm-hmm. the one. So you think right? he he is still he ended the year as wide receiver one in standard and PPR, Mike Evans. So 
for Tannehill, you don't think a second, an early second thrown in on top of him would do it? You'd have to have that first, late first? Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking of the other way around. I'm sorry about that. No, like if you're trying to get Tannehill, um, yeah. what, what would it take? Yeah. Um, I, I think I think you, you don't even need to go a second. Mm-hmm. I think you just, you know, maybe t- Mike Evans, you could you maybe even get him straight up. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that. Yeah, I, I think I think Tannehill is at like QB, QB twelve or something like that. <laughs> that's you know? that's and, the fun if part. I were to he take finished a guess right now. Yeah, he finished the year as QB seven or sorry eight. Right, I'm talking about like if you were to try to do like a startup right now, like wh- how many QBs do you think would be picked before him? Oh right? yeah, quite a few. Um, yeah, like I'm guessing like. I'm guessing like 12. I think I'm guessing he would mm-hmm. be like the 11th, 12th QB picked. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, you know you're you, you know I don't think I don't I think uh, straight up is probably realistic. I don't think you mm-hmm. probably need to give much more than that to if, you, if you're trying to get a a, a, a a QB that you're in a QB desperate situation. You know those mm-hmm. are the kind of like is hopefully you're getting Tannehill as your QB two. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, you're in a really desperate situation. Well, I, I wouldn't say you are. He he's got a really nice contract. He's he's locked in there pretty much through twenty three, uh, twenty twenty three. He finished the year's QB eight, like I was saying. So he's above Justin Herbert, above Lamar Jackson, above Kirk Cousins, above Ben Roethlisberger, above Baker Mayfield, above Jared Goff. So he's got quite a few names that he's above, and. I think that second is there really just to kind of say, I don't want to negotiate anymore. I'm not haggling. Yeah. Let's I get, get it that. done. Yeah. Th- try a third then. Try Mike Evans in the third. But, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people don't value thirds at all. Yeah. So, so I think uh, that second, you throw it in there and that's really I think you definitely get it done. Like, I think that definitely, like, seals the deal. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. And that's kind of the goal of this is to, like, what's going to get it done? And so the other one that I have is a mid-first in Robert Tanyan, or you can swap out Robbie Anderson. They're kind of the same kind of, you know, Robbie Anderson. uh, Oh, I don't think think that comes anywhere near near mm -hmm. doing it, man. You don't think so for Tannehill? No, I think those guys are... No. So like like the 105, like that Zach Wilson kind of area... Okay, well, let's talk about this. What kind of first are we talking about mid, here? Mid-first. Like, mid, like a 105, 106? Yeah, something like 105, that. 106, 107. Like. Um, I still don't think it's enough. Mm-hmm. Plus, like, the Robert Tanyan, which was uh, tight end four on the year, I believe. Yep. Three in standard. And then, or Robbie Anderson, who... Uh, got it done at uh, wide receiver 19 in full PPR. Yeah, but I think, I mean, Robbie Anderson and Tunyon both. Like, I think mm-hmm. Robbie Anderson is going to end up having higher ADP than... What if you Tonyan? swapped uh, Juju uh, instead? Oh, well, that's a that's a big difference. <laughs> um, yeah, they didn't finish too far apart, actually. I know, but I think you know it's, we're not talking about the past; we're talking about the future, yeah. right? And and so, yeah, I mean, yeah, depending yes, where Juju, Juju lands, Juju in a first absolutely gets it done. 
Yeah. You know, that, that, that is more than enough. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, now. Or Deontay Johnson. I think Deontay Johnson could probably flop in there too. I think Deontay Johnson might be able to just get it straight up with the <laughs> hype that Deontay Johnson yeah, has. His, um, his hype is unreal right now. It just, you know, if it depends on the, the, the how much you're, the person you're trading with cares about those drops. Yeah, basically. exactly. So. Yeah, so I think those are two kind of situations where you could potentially get Ryan Tannehill if you're a... He's one of those QBs that is... I mean, you even said it's like, ugh. But, you know, he's getting it done. He's a QB1. And, you know, what more can you ask for? You know, last year, he even did great in his stretch at the end of the year. Yeah. I guess what I meant by that is that, like, you, you, if you are trying to make a trade for Ryan Tannehill as QB one, then you you are You've in a pretty bad stuff. <laughs> desperate situation. You know, like that you, you can't make a trade for anybody better than Tannehill. Um, that means that you you know the value in your team has to be everywhere else. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Exactly. Anyway, I agree right. with you. That's a, he's a good good tar- target to go after as somebody who, you know, in a QB, you know, needy team. Yeah. So, so. let's kind of rapid fire a few of these more because I want to get through quite a bit. Uh, what you got mm-hmm. in your next one? Oh, I can't. I only came with two. Oh, you only came. Sorry. All right. I'll throw yeah. more at you then. Uh, <laughs> so here's the situation here. Uh, you're in a rebuild, and you have either Jonathan Taylor or Derrick Henry, your choice. And you want to trade for a wide receiver because you know, you know, running backs, you know, like two to three to four years, uh, and mm-hmm. then they're done. Jonathan, like I what, what, what target? <coughs> like what kind of? Uh, yeah, I tier? have them. I have them trading for uh, Justin Jefferson straight up for either Jonathan Taylor or Derrick Henry. You think both of those get it done to a team uh, that's contending? Yes. Yes, I mean, um, I think uh, Derrick Henry um, and Jonathan Taylor are sort of at the same tier in terms of, like, how many people believe in each. Mm -hmm. Like, personally, I believe Jonathan Taylor over Derrick Henry, right? Mm -hmm. Me, personally. But I know that there are just as many other people that believe the opposite. But the point being that they're both, like, um, circulating around, like... um, RB like four to six, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, and um, in in the in a in a startup situation, you know, you, you, where, where it's usually very like QB and uh, running back heavy, mm-hmm. um, which is what I've what I've seen lately is that um, very rarely are you seeing wide receivers being picked in the first round of startups right mm-hmm. now um and if you do see a wide receiver picked in that first round it's usually Devontae adams or dk metcalf um maybe once i saw justin jefferson picked um whereas um almost every single time derrick henry and jonathan taylor are picked in that mm-hmm. first round okay uh usually both but if not both then a de- definitely one of the two mm-hmm. you know what i mean um, so, so the answer think... is the answer is yes. Like Justin Jefferson, you can get with Derrick Henry and Jonathan Taylor, and you should be able to get Justin Jefferson with those two. But I frankly, personally, mm-hmm. like it, it really kind of depends on whether you who's your wide receiver one. 
Like, that's who I would go after. Okay, mm-hmm. like if your wide receiver one is Devonte Adams, go after Devonte Adams. If your wide receiver one is Jeff- Jefferson or Metcalf, that's mm-hmm. who you should go after. Yeah, I think if you're in that rebuild situation, you're looking at the youth too, and so that's where I'd be like, mm, I think I'll take the youth and Justin Jefferson if I know I'm gonna be in the long haul for the rebuild. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm getting my young wide receivers, and I'm getting them real young. Totally. Huge. All right, next one I've got for you. Uh, trying to acquire Keenan Allen. I think a mid-first will get it done. And uh, Keenan Allen is one of those sneaky guys that gets it in, gets it done year in and year out. And people still kind of feel, because he's just been around for so long. He's only 28, so he is, I think he's either the same age or one year younger than DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins is 28 as well, actually. Um... And I think you can get it done with one first just because of what's going around him. You know, just kind of is he going to – he's got seven years of experience, but he's mm-hmm. he's a wide receiver 14 in PPR. Fi- I think if you can find a – yeah, no, I, I think if you can find – especially if you're con- con- contesting mm-hmm. and want to contest and you can find a team that's the opposite that, that has Keenan Allen, mm-hmm. you can probably get him for a first. Um, but but I think most people are probably gonna try to you know it needs to be like as you said like the 105 or the 106. Yeah, so that's like that. yeah that's why I got a mid first for that. Yeah, I think if you're talking late first, I, I don't think that's gonna be enough. Okay. All right, moving on to my next one. Uh, I've got two guys that finished kind of fairly similarly this year, uh, which was kind of interesting. Um, and one of them has some kind of a cloud of uh, questions around him, and that's Mark Andrews, and the other one is TJ Hawkinson. So we're trying to fill a tight end need on this team. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking uh, you can buy them either for from a contender for either Julio Jones straight up. Do you think that will get it done for both of those? Julio Jones for either Mark Andrews or DJ Hawkson. I think those yeah. that's like very even value right there. Okay. Um, and then I think you're probably gonna find that most people uh, that you know some it's like half and half of yeah, who yeah. has Hawkinson and Andrews above each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think but, you'd yeah. probably get it more done with Andrews just because of the weird year he's had this year. And that's. Um, you mean you mean like if you're trying to buy Julio Jones? Or no, if you're, if you're trying, trying to buy, to buy Mark Andrews. Andrews, you're trying to buy either T.J. Hawkinson or Mark. Yeah, yeah, from a contender because because the point you know T.J. You're, it's hard to buy. I think either one of these guys mm-hmm. from a contender, honestly, because unless they have somebody who's better mm-hmm. than those two, this is probably their tight end one. Don't yeah. you think? Yeah. Um, so it just kind of depends, and even if they're not a contender, well, the Julio Jones for sure would have to be a contender. Uh, the other option I've got here is for a mid first again, that five to seven range. Uh, you mm-hmm. think that would get it done for either one of them? Yeah, I think um, I think that five to seven range is about right mm-hmm. for either one of them. And then, um, I mean, you're basically swapping these two guys, either one of these two guys, for Kyle Pitts. Yeah. Personally, I wouldn't do it. Like mm-hmm. I wouldn't take a, a you know a lottery ticket on Kyle Pitts 
or somebody like him when TJ Hawkson looks to be a stud. Yeah. You know? Maybe you um, throw in a third to entice it a little bit, see if that right, gets him to salvate right, a little maybe bit. Maybe a little bit more than that. I think, you know, just like Keenan Allen before, if mm-hmm. it's like the 106, 105, then I think yeah. you definitely get it done. Um, and then I've got uh, Deontay Johnson. You think uh, Deontay Johnson gets it done for both of these guys too? Yes, I do. There you go. Straight up. <clears throat> nice. Uh, I've got another tight end situation here. Tight end needy team. You're hurting really bad. You got nothing. Uh, buying Eric Ebron for a late second. What's Ebron's contract situation? <laughs> uh, let me pull that up for you. Uh, but he finished. Uh, like I mean, if you can get another, if you can get a year of Ebron that you got. Yeah, he's he's got a two-year deal in Pittsburgh, and so he's there next year. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think he's a great target for somebody who's contending and struggling mm-hmm. at tight end. And it's uh, um, tight end 14 in PPR, tight end 15 in standard. Yeah, but the thing is that he's, he's a tight end one, though. The mm-hmm. problem is that you're only, like, he he didn't play like a tight end one mm-hmm. um, all season. Like, yeah. he, he had to grow into his role. You know, he had a lot of, like weeks in the very start of like two points and three points and six points you know and then he mm-hmm. came into his own and started having regular weeks of like 14 12 13 13 13 15 16 you know um that's what i think you can expect out of ebron next year mm-hmm. um obviously we don't even know what the situation is with big ben though so it's a risky yeah. gamble um but you but know, you're I only giving up start, a late second yeah yeah i think a late second um, does it for sure mm-hmm. alright I got another one this one's kind of interesting um, this was a deal I made a year or two ago um, I can't remember I think it was two years ago Curtis Samuel you're trying to buy him for a second I just have a generic second mm-hmm. you think so like that... a mid second um, yeah. for Curtis Samuel um, if you're trying to buy him Mm-hmm. I think that's definitely enough. Yes, um, I think uh, um, it shouldn't be. <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess I I should say I don't think it should be because I nope. think you you could have a suggestion. I think Curtis Samuel is a free agent. Yep. Um, next year, and um, I think he, you know my advice is he's somebody who's super talented, and he's only twenty four years old. Correct young and he could fall into a situation that is a just a gold mine for mm-hmm. you next year like he's somebody that i'm actually targeting um heavily yeah uh, you want to hear something crazy about him what's that he's younger than terry mclaurin oh yeah because terry joined the <laughs> nfl so old yeah sure. <laughs> and that's the crazy part is oh sorry excuse me a lot of people just don't realize that he's been in the nfl for uh Three years now, so I mean, mm-hmm. this dude came in really young. I think that's a great kind of buy low option Huge. if you can find someone um, mm-hmm. that gets my uh, my dynasty pangs stamp of approval. I've got totally. a, another one that's very similar to my DJ Chark for a third. 
that I bought um, back before he blew up, if, if you remember oh, correctly. That was, such a, that was such a good advice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This one is another buy low, and this one is Preston Williams for a third. I think it gets it done. The reason it gets, it gets it done is because of the injuries, and totally this guy, I think he balls out next year with uh um, you you, you want to know what else? You know, know what else? You know, as, as I was thinking, uh, num- in terms of the injury mm-hmm. bonus, because that's one hundred percent a great use of the injury um, bonus. Um, is another player that you really need to be taking advantage of right now. The injury bon- bonus is Cortland Sutton. Absolutely, it's just ridiculous the level of disrespect. That the fantasy community is showing to this guy right now it's because mm-hmm. of drew lock and it's because of J- jerry judy yeah. okay i think the combination with those two people like all of a sudden forget that Cortland sutton was a pro bowler mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that not not a long time ago like you know yeah the and, game before he got hurt and so, we've got people that are proving that you can have more than one wide receiver one on a team we've got justin jefferson and adam thielen and dk metcalf and tyler lockett on the same team go go, go out buy and send, Cortland sutton. go out and try to buy Cortland sutton for a mid-second yeah you can and get i guarantee it you you're gonna find some people that will take it mm-hmm. which is which is crazy it shouldn't happen yeah absolutely all right this is my other buy low right now this is this is before his price skyrockets again because he had kind of a down year my man dj chart i think you think he's a buy low right now yeah i think you can buy him for a first and a second or for kareem hunt straight up man i i i um i have a hard time believing that he's a buy low right now Mm-hmm. I think um, the, the the hype of Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Um, if he's a buy, I'll say this: if he's a buy low, it's gonna be for it won't be for very long. It'll yeah. be like again one this of those situations where this is the lowest he's gonna ever get. Right, exactly. Like if you if there is a buying opportunity for DJ, and I, so I would say this: maybe it's not a buy low situation, or mm-hmm. it's more of just a buy situation. Yeah, this right? is a. It's like it's one of those things where it looks like it costs a lot right now. But it's going to pay dividends in the future. It's like buying Bitcoin back in 2012, you know? Uh, I actually think you could get, you can probably get Chark for like an early second. I don't think you can. I think people are wise wise enough. I think you got to go for like a, a late first and a second or... Oh, I dig. I, I disagree. I think if you if you're if you're throwing a lay first, you don't put anything else into it. You just try it with the lay first, and okay. see. And you're gonna get people taking that man, okay. um, because because of the lack of production this year. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not gonna be like they're they're still not made that connection as you said. Um, so maybe it is a buy low in the sense that like that's what I'm considering. Um, mm-hmm. You know, low. Is that people, you know, the, the the reality that Trevor Lawrence is, and this is going to be very likely going to be the number one for Trevor Lawrence next year, has not really set in mm-hmm. yet, because I think you can absolutely try to buy DJ Chark still for a, for a early second, late first. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think you. Yeah, that's where I would start. That's what I would say. I got two more real quick. Oh, what real quick? Yes or no? Kareem Hunt straight up. Would you do that? Uh, Chark for Hunt. Yep. 
like if I'm if I want Chark or if I yeah want you hunt. want Chark. Um, yeah, I would do that absolutely. Yeah, like I would give Kareem Hunt for DJ Chark. Yes, mm-hmm. do you think and that I actually gets it think, done? And I actually think people would take that. Yes. Yeah. Because Kareem Hunt was running back 10 in both PPR and standard. Yes. So he was in running back one. All There's right. a lot of hype in that running back room right now. Mm-hmm. So this one kind of ties in with some theories that I have. Um, and it's Miles Gaskin trying to acquire Miles Gaskin. I feel that Miles Gaskin and. James Robinson are in a very similar situation where they're on a very cheap kind of contract right now. And Mm -hmm. I don't foresee them spending a ton of money to improve that position when it's getting the job done and they need to focus on protecting their assets, which is Tua, who coming off of his injury, he needs all the protection he can get, and Trevor Mm -hmm. Lawrence coming in. So mm-hmm. both of these are kind of a buy for me right now because I foresee them in there for the long haul. Yes, their contracts will come up and they'll be wanting more money, but I think they can get something done. Mm-hmm. So Miles Gaskin. <laughs> I agree, by the way. And I think that it's got a lot more likely that you can get that discount mm-hmm. on the uncertainty on Miles Gaskin than you can get on James Robinson. Exactly. Because- James Robinson is still like the fantasy MVP for this, a lot of people, and you won't get a discount there for it. This one's uh, a real. Uh, I, I I think you can get it done for a late first or an early second. What Miles Gaskin? Yep. Oh, I would I I would try a mid second. That's where I would mm-hmm. start. Well, I'm just saying to get it done 100. Like, hey, here you go. I think that could happen. Early, early second, I think. Okay. Um, and I think early second gets it done, for sure. Yeah. If you don't have one, which if you're in linear and you're a contender, um, the 112 might have to do kind of situation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that should absolutely do it. Yeah. yeah. I don't, but, but you know, I don't know that I would do it. Though mm-hmm. honestly, if you're if um, you're running back needy, I, I'd probably I guess. strongly consider. I it. just think that I just think that there's probably better quarterbacks that, or running backs that you can go after mm-hmm. for that. I mean, honestly, you, you, you uh, knock on the door of the uh, of the Cream Hunt owner mm-hmm. and ask him if he if he wouldn't mind the one twelve for Cream Hunt. Yeah, you know that could like, get it uh, done. Yeah, I think or maybe a... Antonio Gibson. I don't know. Um, that mm. might it might not. No, but I no, I yeah. think I think I don't even think of, of the one twelve gets. You know, the one twelve does not get James Robinson. So then, uh, so, if the, so it definitely does not get Antonio Gibson. So I got so. two others: uh, Miles Gaskin for uh, Denzel Mims. You think that gets it done? Yes, that gets it done. Cool. And then Miles Gaskin. Uh, and you give up uh, Dallas Goddard. Um, that's a, that's more painful, but yes, that gets mm-hmm. it done. Yeah, I, I know there's certain people in our leagues that uh, love tight ends. I'm one of them, so I think if mm-hmm. I had a lot of tight ends, I'd do it. Um, yeah. <laughs> this is a contender only one. This is my last one that I've got here. Before, well, let just... me throw let me throw one first uh, because cool. I just uh, I just. Uh... 
um, had this and I just didn't think to bring it up. Um, if I'm a contender, I'm targeting David Johnson. Because mm-hmm. he's he's below all of these. Do you really realize in terms of ADP, he's below all of these people that we just talked about? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and David Johnson finished the year as running back like 21 in PPR. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, most importantly, it was, was the, the David Johnson that we saw in the last three weeks like week 15 16 and 17 was like or like i don't know if you watched the tape but you should go watch the tape he looked like the david johnson of arizona mm-hmm. you know it was it was maybe not you know it's explosive but he looked good man yeah. um and they people might have not watched that tape yet because who's watching the texans you know mm-hmm. um if you're in a situation where you you want to find uh a, you know an rb2 that has a high upside um, go after David Johnson, and I think you can get him for like a, a, a mid to late second. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely a mid second does it, I think. Yeah, that, uh, that's actually a really good idea. Um, I think one of the things, too, that you've got going for you is if they do, for some stupid reason, decide to trade away Deshaun Jackson. Or, sorry, not Desha- uh, Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson, right. <laughs> um,. I think that they'll lean on uh, David Johnson even harder. Yeah, I just think David Johnson is going to probably be done. I mean, I think there's a better than 50% chance that David Johnson remains the running back one in that team next year. So if you're contending, that's a cheap way to get cheap, you know, veteran running back points in your league. And so I've got one last one to throw in here to finish the night out. Uh, And this is for contenders only. I think you can uh, get Antonio Brown for a early third. Yes. And I think if you're if you're um, if you've been watching uh, the Bucks recently, they're cooking. Like mm-hmm. they look good. And if Brady decides that, like, and he's already said that he's coming back next year, and they're gonna do you know roll this one more time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's another one. It's like a, this David Johnson thing. It's like a, a cheap way to fill a, a hole in your in your roster. Exactly. Um, but it's you know it, it, as it is with Antonio Brown will always be a bit of a gamble. So yeah. And I think for a third, it's like here. yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. So some honorable mentions that we didn't uh, get some trades in. Uh, I think a player to target really hard is going to be DeAndre Swift this off season. Uh, I think that if you can buy him, you should buy him. Uh, who do you got? Do you got any honorable mentions that you think someone should go out and buy, buy, buy kind of situation? Yeah, I think you should go try to buy uh, Miles Sanders. Um, I think you're, you know, if, if he's probably somebody that um, you can get for running back to value right now and could very easily be a running back one next year because of the disastrous situation in philly that he just that he's dealing with um and uh because of the uncertainty a quarterback um just you know anything out of anything that you can get out of uh, dumpster fire situations uh that is good um i think you should be able to because you're always going to try to you're always going to give value out of it mm-hmm. and miles sanders is one of those guys where um he's like the diamond in that in that rough you know yeah. that is the the the, the eagles 
um, and probably will be next year. And you can get them for RB2 value right mm-hmm. now. Yeah, I sold them at peak value. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. Um, all right, so that does it for today's episode. Uh, next week we've got uh, we're going to be doing a mock draft, so we'll be doing a um, first couple rounds here of a startup draft, I believe, <clears throat> and uh, we'll uh, get that to you guys next week. And uh, hope everyone has a safe week, and we'll see you next time. Take it easy, guys. Bye.